Hi, I'm Mike Gorman, the voice of the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to The Shootaround. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Shootaround. Uh, today, we got a very special guest coming on to the show. Uh, a lot of you guys know him as GRD, Green Runs Deep. Let's give it up for our, our guy Corey right here. What's, what's going on? We out here. How you guys doing? <laughs> Thank you for having me on here. And we also got my buddy Adam on, per usual. Oh, yeah. Say what's up, Adam. Oh, yeah. How you guys doing? All right. So uh, what we have going right here is uh, we got some t questions prepared that we're going to ask Corey and uh, just get his take on what he thinks is going down. So, uh, Corey, our first question for you is what prompted you to start your, your Instagram account, Green Runs Deep, and like, what was the initial goal when you started it? So basically, I've been a Celtics fan for a long ass time. Like, I'm not even going to put a year onto it just growing up as you guys probably were too right and like growing up a Celtics fan like in a big era with social media I started on Twitter in like 2008 when the Celtics were crazy like Twitter just kicked off everything was cool like it was the first like first way to interact with athletes besides like meeting them at games or hotels whatever so I jumped on Twitter I met a bunch of the players like through Twitter like old guys like Marquise Daniels, Sheldon Williams, like he was here for a year. Oh, but like, it was pretty cool. Like that was the first way like you could like win tickets off of a giveaway like that, like meet and greets, like, and I did that and I was pretty successful. So I made little connections like that. I ended up like through Twitter, became friends with Marquise Daniels. He gave me free tickets to the NBA finals and I flew to LA out there like, and I was just like posting stuff on Facebook back then, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Instagram wasn't big. So during the Celtics rebuild, I decided to like throw, throw stuff up on Instagram. Like I was like posting it on my personal account for a while. So instead I was like, let's like branch off a little bit. And I jumped on and I made my own Instagram account. And I just like basically like posted my like game day experiences for other people that a lot of people don't get to go to games like we do. We're lucky. We're fortunate. So I just like showed my game day experiences on GRD. And I didn't really like post too much about myself, but I posted like my experiences, my like game day rituals, whatever. And from there, it just blew up. I never thought it would like get as big as it did. I never thought I would like, I'm not going to, I sound like kind of a jerk to say it, but like, I became a little bit of a public figure now. Yeah, yeah, 100%, totally. 100%. But I didn't like imagine that at all. Like there was no end goal. Like you know, I yeah. was just trying to be me a little bit, but focus on the Celtics also. Yeah, and I mean, you're making it sound like all these NBA players and like people just seem to like uh, gravitate towards you a little bit. It seems like you know, everyone seems yeah, to like, take a liking to you. But I'm just trying to like be myself, but like up it a little bit too. Right. A little bit of intensity, whatever. So, I like sports a yeah. little bit. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about uh, your background. Is there anything that like the everyday person who follows you like wouldn't really know about you? So I mean, it's kind of tough. I'm kind of a boring person besides sports, <laughs> but like literally, like anybody that knows me, like growing up, like knows I live, breathe, and I die for sports. Like sports is like why I wake up in the morning. Like some people like to like wake up and go to work. Me. I wake up and I go to work, but I go to work just so I could go to sporting events. So I could like watch sports at night. That's that's why I live, I think. Sports like 
they mean a lot to me. Yeah, so, I love that. So growing up in the early 2000s, you know, it was not a great era for us Celtics fans. But um, you know, were there any players that you admired growing up that you like that got you to fall in love with the seas? Like, your fir- who was the first big player that you remember watching when you're like, damn, I can fall in love with this sport? So for for me, like, it's easy to say like Paul Pierce. Like, he's a he's a fighter. Like, he wasn't always like the best guy on the court. Like, he wasn't like a top three draft pick, whatever. But he fell to the Celtics and like. I couldn't even tell you like I wasn't like crazy about the Celtics when he got drafted but like going to game seeing number 34 like that was my first jersey I ever got like Paul Pierce is definitely like that guy yeah would you even say that for you because obviously yes, you're a little yes. younger Pierce, Garnett, Allen that big three team yeah. growing KG, up watching- KG like after he came here he little by little like became my favorite player just because I Same. love the heart the heart, yeah. like oh. that, he's he's my favorite player, and that's what we're yeah. missing nobody right pl- now. Nobody played the game like Kevin Garnett. Hell no. I hope in the future, like not even on the Celtics, but I hope that the future like players bring that shit back. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. You know, I love that. Yeah, KG just like there was something about that he was just like a little legitimate psychopath that I just yeah, loved. Yeah. Like the whole like head like banging the head on like the ground. I love that. I ate, I ate that up as a kid. Yeah. To, bran- to branch away from KG, like mm-hmm. even a guy like KP, Kendrick Perkins, yeah. like he showed it a little bit. He wasn't like as athletic or whatever as KG, but Kendrick Perkins, he was like a tough guy, like in yeah. your face type guy. Yeah. Like They brought yeah. that mental game. They got, yeah. they got in people's heads. Oh yeah. You know who reminded me of that a little bit? Jay Crowder a little bit when he was I here. That. I see that. Obviously he was no, nothing like any right. of those guys but he reminded me just a little bit he plays with a lot of heart yep. and yeah guys like that i love cheering for guys like that fully yeah. Yeah. so branching off from the team uh you have a you have a lot of interaction with the players or family stuff like that um do you have a particular story involving a player or the player's family that's your favorite so a cool moment for me was like paul pierce's last game in boston when he was with the clippers mm-hmm. I had post-game passes after the game from one of the Celtics players at the time. It was actually Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I went to the game. After the game, I was obviously there. I wanted to right. see my guy, Paul Pierce. Yeah. So I creeped up on him, whatever. He was with so many people, so I didn't want to be, like, annoying, whatever. But I, I went up to Paul Pierce, and Paul Pierce knew who I was. Really? Oh, that, my God. That, that's awesome. That shit was pretty sick. That's like, awesome. Nothing better than when your hero gets to Hell Point yeah! Like, like, like most people grow up, they watch Batman, Superman. I didn't do that shit. Yeah, I don't watch. watch I don't Paul watch Pierce. cartoons. I watch Paul Pierce. Yeah. That's my superhero. That was I, so, that, that was Isaiah Thomas with me back in. in the well, bro, you had, know, you had some cool interactions. I was telling my friend about you today. Like Isaiah reached out to you on Instagram a couple times. Like that's that shit feels cool. Yeah, and I'm, I'm still staying in touch with his wife from time to time. So. No, nah, Kayla is cool people. Yeah, Kayla's nice. I saw you wish you a happy birthday. That's awesome. Isaiah? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Isaiah, Isaiah's a great guy. He's, like, respectable, and, like, I just feel bad how the whole situation unfolded. Like, yeah. Like, for us, like, I get, I, like, every year I fall in love with the team. Yeah. And that happened. Like, that took our heart. Obviously, he lost his sister during that playoff run. That hurt, man. Yeah. Like, Oh my god! It's literally putting me in my feelings right now. Hell yeah! <laughs> However, you gotta trust Danny Ainge. At the end of the day, you gotta trust I mean, Danny he Ainge. He's the architect. Looking two years, he fleeced him. I mean, Crowder's gone, IT's gone, Colin Sexton, J.R. Smith hates him. And we have three <laughs> Kyrie Irving. I mean, in the Hell end, yeah. we fleeced him. But 
it, it, it sucked at the time. I know Nick. Nick cried. It's, it if sucks. I, if I recall right, Nick, Nick, there were some tears shed. I, I'm not ashamed I to admit a video it. of that. I'm not ashamed to admit uh, it. Do you have a video? I might have one buried in there somewhere, um, but that's awesome though. Um, so if I if call right, you have season tickets. So I mean, you mentioned the Paul Pierce game where you you, uh, you said that he knew you. What's your favorite game that you've ever been to? So ever, I would probably say, like most people would say, like a game that they won. Mm-hmm. I would say my favorite game I ever went to was. I went to the 2010 NBA Finals Game 6 when Kendrick Perkins got hurt oh, in L.A. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just flew out there. Marquise Daniels gave me two tickets. Mm-hmm. I couldn't convince any of my friends to go with me. Really? So I flew there by myself. I only bought a one-way ticket. I flew there. I didn't tell my parents. I was 18. And I went to the game outside. I sold one of the tickets for $900. They were like lower-level tickets. It was amazing. And, yeah, the Celtics had the opportunity to win the championship, and I was in the house, and they lost, and Kendrick Perkins got That's hurt. Crazy. I won't tell you what oh happened my, in Game 7. Oh, my God. But, that, that was the first year I really started, <laughs> like, watching the Celtics seriously. Because before then, I was, like, too young to understand what was going on. Yep. And at 18, that's crazy. That game seven. I was sick. I was, like, sick to my stomach. Oh, my God. That's crazy. That game I paid. I remember to this day, I paid $610 for a one-way ticket just to get there. And... The way back, I don't even remember what it was, but it was like I literally paid for the ticket at the airport. I don't know if you could even do that nowadays. <laughs> that is crazy. What but about yeah. you? What about me? What's your favorite game that I've ever been to? Ever. Oof. Uh, so many great ones to choose from. But, um, I mean, in recent memory, that Houston game last year in the regular season. That was in was, December last year. Yes, right? yep. That was when Marcus took the two uh, offensive fouls from Harden at the end of the game. That, place was that, was one of the, that was one of the more nuts regular season games I've been to in a long time. I couldn't. Um, a big playoff game I went to. I went to actually one of LeBron's last games as his first stint with the Cavs mm-hmm. when Rondo put up that crazy triple double with like 29, 18, and 15 or something. Mm-hmm. And we came back and tied the series. That was my first real experience at TD Garden, too. That was that year we lost in the 2010 finals, but um, that was the year I fell in love with the Celtics. That's awesome. We're, ta- mean, we're talking about recent memories. That Washington series, oh, Kelly, that, Kelly that shit was a pretty good series also. Awesome. I yep. could, like, if if we were talking about recent memory, I would probably pinpoint on that series. Like, yeah, some of those games, like, Isaiah, when he lost his tooth and shit. All like, the 50, the 52 oh my points. God, that, was that was crazy. And then John Wall shot to, for, to yeah. force that uh, game seven. That was in Washington, in right? Washington. He jumped on the announcer um, yeah, table. Yeah, yeah. That oh was wild. I feel like that part, when we won that series, that was huge because every year we lost in the first round. Like, every year, like, we'd just be Bradley. good to get to the playoffs, yeah. and then we'd just lose. And then once we finally won, like, we realized, like, we might have something here. So, that, that was huge. But personally – I want to say my favorite game, it was a terrible game, the Paul Pierce jersey retirement game, just for what happened oh afterwards. Yep. Game-wise, that was the worst game ever. We oh, got, yeah, we yeah, got, we got blown out. We got killed. That was Bro, awful. would you believe this? There were like five kids that sat in front of us. Like, I have I have really good seats. Like, uh-huh. yep. There right was five, the five seats in front of us. Right when the game ended, they left. No way. I can't, I cannot make that up. It was a Sunday afternoon, February 11th, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I don't know where they had to go the next day. They left the game. It was a day the, game. Yeah, it yeah was, they don't have to go to. Were they Celtics fans or were they Cavs fans? There were Celtics fans. Oh my god! I literally, I was like, 
dumbfounded. Yeah. How would you? I didn't understand it at all. That's crazy. I had That's a better. Cool. I had a better yeah, view. We were in the so. boardroom for that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had a better view though. So yeah, you did. I can't yeah. complain. Might as well. Didn't yeah. have to look over any exactly. big, big melons. <laughs> um. So going off of that, is there any game that you were at home for that you were like, I need to? I wish I was here. Like I needed to be here. I can actually think of one really quick. I missed Kobe's last game in Boston. Oh, which that kind of that, that kind of hurt me a little bit because yeah. I would like to like send him out. Right. However, I'm like different. Like most people are classy. Me, I have no class. Yeah. <laughs> All my friends, they went to that game and they wore like Kobe jerseys. Okay, right. that's, like, a little, that's a little extreme. Maybe I'll wear a pair of Kobe shoes, but I'm not wearing no Lakers right. jersey. Yeah, I'm all set with that. No. Never, never no. done in the purple and gold. Hell no. no. <laughs> yeah, so that would probably be one of the one of the like. I think it was a weekday, and I was just like, I wasn't feeling it, so I right. I sold my tickets, whatever. Probably yeah. got a lot of money for that. I did. Yeah. So you mentioned it before <laughs> when you when you flew out to LA that you've been to like some road games before. And uh, I know you were in Utah recently, and you went to Philly uh, during the playoffs last year. But um, of all the road arenas that you've been to, which one is your favorite, and which one would you say is the biggest shithole? Okay. I need to let that register in my Go brain. Yeah, totally. Your time. All right. Take your time. The first one I'm going to say is the is the shithole. Okay. I have to say Washington. Really? Like, like the Verizon, I think they changed the name after. I don't even know. Either way, I went there for the playoffs two years ago. That game, that seven game series that we were talking about, and the right. Celtics lost the game I went to, but like, literally, like, it's in an area where there's like so many homeless people outside of it. It like, I don't know, every part of the arena, like, even down to like the food, like I got like a cheesesteak sandwich. It was disgusting. Like, even the bar I went to pregame, <laughs> it was right outside the arena. It was so trash. Like, I literally will never go back there. I don't know how. Wizards fans even go there. Yeah. Whatever. Wow. It was disgusting. That's a surprising one. I thought it was going to be... All right, well... What, what did you think it was going to be? I don't know. I thought it was going to be Philly, for sure. Philly? Wells Fargo. So, let me let me actually, like, switch the tone. <laughs> I'm not going to say Philly's the best. However, have you ever been to Philly? I'm not. I definitely recommend it. Bro, Philadelphia, they have the well... Like, think of a four corners. Oh, it's like a, yeah, it's like a... Bro, they have stadiums. Wells Fargo here. Mm-hmm. They have... Uh, that's where the Citizens Bank is. Citizens Bank, the Phillies, and then they have the Lincoln Financial, where where e- um, Eagles, Eagles play. Yeah, yeah. And then on the other, the fourth corner, is the biggest sports bar in the world. It's called like the Comcast Sports Bar, bro. It's like eight bars in one, like a food court inside the bar. It's absolutely breathtaking. Damn, that's a setup. It, <laughs> they really did it good. Obviously, Philly sucks. Whatever, yeah. like, they're a shithole. <laughs> However. Like even the arena, Wells Fargo, it's nothing to like, nothing crazy, but it like just the like outside part is unreal. Like mm-hmm. I've been there probably like ten games. I'm going there this year. All right. I'm bringing two security guys this year. You know, I'm, <laughs> I, got, I think I got a bounty on my head over there. That's awesome. Pissing on t-shirts, yep. all that trash. Oh whatever. yeah, you gotta watch That's back. Awesome. Watch back um, those crazy Philly fans. So as we were talking about um, the best arenas, I would like. Probably not now, but Cleveland. They re- yeah. the Q like they do it good over there. Like, really? like every part about the arena is like on par with like the top arenas in the in the NBA. Like from the intros, like the fire in the beginning, whatever. However, right now I don't know if it's yeah. like that. Yeah, I don't know. If it's it's really probably not like as that. insane without yeah. the man behind it, LeBron James. Yeah. 
What about uh, what about you? Uh, well, I've only, I've only been to two uh, away arenas for NBA games: the Barclays Center and Madison Square Garden. Right. Of those two, hands down, Madison Square Garden is, is better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I feel like the biggest problem with the Barclays Center is it's so it was so dark in there, and that's one of the things that like I don't really love that the uh, TD Garden renovated yeah, they just started, this year. Yeah. Yep. So like it makes the the fans seem like they're like basically in like a movie theater almost, yeah. where it's like dark everything and everything around them. So uh, that's that's how the Barclays Center felt. It had a similar feel where everything was just so dark, mm-hmm. and uh, Madison Square Garden was very lively. And I have a question. The for Knicks suck, but those fans are passionate. and They came to really? support their Knicks. When when did you go to the Knicks game? It was when they were terrible. Like wow. uh, with with Lou Amundsen in their starting lineup. It was 2015, I believe. Bro, Feb- so, February 2015. So I went there this year for. Like Celtics earlier in the season, we almost lost to them. I almost oh, killed Tatum myself. Had a big yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but bro, I felt like the the arena there, like it was like more tourists there than fans. Like first of yeah. all, the ticket prices were outrageous, and I don't know. I just feel like it was like very commercialized. Whereas Barclays, yeah, like I went there also when the Nets are rebuilding and stuff. But like, I just I think it was like brand new, so I liked it more. I don't know. See, that's what I went. I want to go. I went. I went when the Nets were decent and the Knicks were terrible. Like, okay. I mean, the Knicks have been terrible. Did forever, you go there when Paul Pierce or KG was on the Nets? It was when they had Joe Johnson, Gerald Wallace, oh, and they okay. played against the Clippers with CP3, Blake Griffin. Oh, that's nice. It was a good Clipper team. There. I've only I've only been to one other arena. I went to Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, really? I was there. For the, I was there for the World Series. Ah, uh, not World Series. Super Bowl. And our Airbnb came with box seats at the Rockets game, which was it was awesome. But who they play? Uh... I think it, it was, was the Bulls or something. It was Yao Ming night. Yeah, it was Yao Ming jersey retirement oh, shit, night. It was it sick. was crazy. Yeah, that's actually a cool. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it was actually really cool. That's but, a cool um, story. The uh, it's weird. The boxes there are their balcony seats, which was really weird. And something that's like a pet peeve of mine is that there's a way arenas that like every time the ball is down the court, they're like blasting like rap music or like something like that. They did that every time, and that that pissed me off. Like something I like about the garden is just silence. I. I could not agree with you more on that one. Okay, we talk well, about that I, have, all the time. I have news for you guys. Go ahead. I know the DJ at the Garden, uh-huh. and right now he's on the ninth floor, like in the promenade. I don't know if you guys yeah, ever yeah, sat yeah. up there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's where the DJ is right now. The Garden is like one of the only arenas in the NBA that doesn't have a DJ in the lower level. Like other arenas, like Miami, whatever, yeah. like they feature their DJ, like they show him on the jumbotron spinning. Oh, and really? Shit. Anyways. In the next couple of years, the Garden, they're bringing a DJ, like, down to the lower level. Really? So it's going to get to be like that? It really might. Oh, oh that's, no. that, that's bad. That that, is, that's bad. How about them Red Sox, though? <laughs> we're, about, oh, yeah. we're about to make this a Red Sox podcast. Oh, yeah. 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 Red Sox, Sox all day. Um, I might have to sit, sit back to that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so back on, like, the topic of players, um, you obviously know a lot of them, and they all seem to be really nice, but have there ever been any players that are real, like, assholes to you at all? I feel like it's tough. Being so, like, it doesn't have to be a Celtic player. It yeah. just be any, like, NBA interaction. Bro, this food is amazing. I yeah. know, It's so it? good. Oh, yeah, for those listening at home, we're at the Palm right now, where we filmed the, the Mike Gorman podcast, eating some, some bacon. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, it's yeah. absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What are the bacon? Shout out to the Palm. So, on that topic, I cannot think... In recent memory, or even in the past like ten years, of a Celtic player that's a douchebag. Right. However, I can tell you like around the league, there's a couple players like that I like openly despise. Yeah. 
Russell Westbrook, like he's an amazing player. Yeah. I respect him so much uh-huh. on the court. But off the court, like he's literally one of the biggest douchebags really? I ever like witnessed in person. Like he seems like such a deep. Bro, I he seen really does. I seen like a ten year old kid wearing his jersey with a picture in his hand and a marker and he just walked right by him one on one. Like no no crowd around him, no cameras. He just walked right by the That's kid. Bad. And it's not like it was after a loss or anything. It was like before a game, maybe he's in that mode. But bro, come on, there's a ten year old kid that loves yeah. you. That shit gets me mad. And another one, conveniently enough, he's on the same team. Paul George is kind of a really? douchebag. He really? really? Is. That one surprised me a little bit. Like, I've seen him in some interviews. Seems like, I mean, they're paid to be there. Like, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe I caught him on bad nights, but like, I've I've seen him up close and personal at least five to six times, and not like, not a good guy. Yeah, and a, a surprising guy that's actually a really nice guy, Carmelo Anthony. Really? Like, you would think he's, like, really cocky. Yeah. He's yeah. been a max player in the league for 10-plus years. He's really, like, a humble guy. Like, you would not expect it. Wow. Wow. And one thing I could branch off on this. I know I'm talking a lot. No, go, oh, ahead. No. go ahead. Please. That's, that's, why, that's, you why, here. that's why you're here. <laughs> Bro, one thing I could say about the Celtics players, and I preach this to everybody that I talk about Celtics basketball with. Look at all the Celtics players that they have right now. Mm-hmm. Al Horford, Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. Gordon Hayward. I met all three of those players before they they were Boston Celtics. Yeah. And those three guys, like, if you said name 10 players in the NBA that are, like, nice guys off the court, like, yeah. amazing people, I would 120% say okay. those three guys. Yeah. Those three guys are so humble, so respected. Like, and Danny Ainge went and brought them guys to Boston. That's awesome. And look at Jalen Brown, bro. Jalen Brown is about to be, like, the president. One honestly. of the presidents yeah. of the fucking... Crazy. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's all right. You can fuck your I gotta go to church. <laughs> something, something that I don't think either of you guys are gonna agree, and I don't know if I agree, but we had Mike Gorman on a little while ago, and this was this was post Isaiah, and he said that Isaiah wasn't always like really that nice to him, which is kind of surprising. And I just found that to yeah, be he said that Isaiah really was interesting. treated the, the team personnel, not like the teammates themselves, but like people that work for the team, is like less than. I thought that was interesting, but I mean, he's always. Stuck out as like a really nice guy. The only oh yeah, I had nothing negative to say about Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Love you so much, Isaiah. I have a cool story about Go Isaiah. Ahead. Go ahead. So, like, this was my first encounter with Isaiah Thomas. This was before he blew up everything. Like, it was literally like Celtics traded for him in February of of I don't even know the year. Whatever we traded for him. Yeah. We traded Marcus Thornton in, like, a pick, whatever. We got Isaiah Thomas. I was happy. However, like, nobody knew what we got in that trade. Nobody did. Mm -hmm. I remember his first game in Boston versus the Knicks. Like, that place went crazy when he, like, showed off on Either way, that offseason, it was cool. Like, he, like, replies back to me on Instagram. We talked a little bit. One day, like, he, like, posted something about... Oh, my Xbox cord, like, got fried, whatever. I hit him up. I was like, hey, you want my Xbox cord? He's like, yeah, whatever. Me and Isaiah Thomas, we met at a mall in Boston. That's we linked hilarious. up. Wow. It was right before the season started, his second season. In, well, he had a half season. Right. His, his first, first full season yeah. in Boston. We linked up at a mall. Nobody knew who the hell he was. This guy had a hood on and stuff. He's out there, me and him. He was at an Apple store like repairing one of his son's iPads, like he broke his iPad or something. 
and I just talked to him for like 30 minutes. Me and That's IT. Crazy. That is like it was Nick, at the, you want to hear that. you want to hear the craziest thing? I also my first interaction with Isaiah, my first real time meeting him was at a mall. That's funny. The, Which mall the, was the, the Natick Mall. Natick Mall. Yep. Okay. So, this one was at the Cambridge side, but yeah, yeah. I took that freaking power cord off of my Xbox and I gave it to yeah. IT. That's, that's unbelievable. A, that's a cool story. Yeah. Me and him still laugh about it, too. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. One uh, thing we had to do, I was going to go to his house and freaking play him in 2K. Never happened, obviously. <laughs> he didn't yeah. want the work. <laughs> yeah, honestly. He would have probably kicked my ass. Bro. So now... I, I, I got something. Oh, okay. I got something. Right. So something Nick and I always talk about is the whole Kevin Durant could have came to the Celtics thing. And my theory is that... Well, obviously, the running theory is that if Kyrie... Misses that shot, and the Warriors win the finals. Katie signs in Boston. That's supposedly what he said or something. He said he for sure wanted out of OKC. Yes. So. And my You're theory listening. is that if we had gotten KD, um, Isaiah wouldn't have scored 28 points a game, and then we don't trade for Kyrie, and we also don't draft Tatum or Brown because we don't, we, we don't we then don't need small forwards. Thoughts? I mean, who knows? Maybe we got a ring by then. But yeah, but I, okay. Who, that's, okay. That's, not, that's all I can really say to I, that. There's I, too, I, many, too many what-ifs in that. I don't even think I could wrap my head around all that. <laughs> okay, so I'll I'll try to I think I need to Let digest that. I'll get back to you in three to five business days. So then, so if we get if we get Durant, okay, if we get Durant, then we have Durant and Isaiah. Right. Isaiah doesn't go off and average twenty eight points. Right. right. Does Isaiah still have a broken hip? Or whatever? No, this is, no, this is another thing. No, he signed. Bef- he would have signed before the hip. He's already no. He was expiring so as the. He, Durant's first season I'm with saying, Boston. does Isaiah ever get hurt? Oh, no. Okay. No. But, so Isaiah doesn't, he averages, what, like 20 points? Yes. You obviously can't flip him for Kyrie then. So then you're basically building around Durant and Isaiah over what we have now because we had we had the third pick that year. We're probably not going to draft Jalen Brown if we're signing Durant. So who do you think that we would draft? Like, I think Jim Murray. Yeah. Everybody in the garden that night, I don't know if you were there, it was like a... Some All season these, ticket yeah, party, yeah. whatever. Everybody was pissed when we picked Jalen Brown. Me, I'm not like crazy about college hoops, so I didn't really know who Jalen Brown was. However, no matter who the Celtics draft, I don't even care if we have the 30th pick, 20th pick, whatever. I like, I research. I don't boo. I like, I like to digest myself. You know, right? Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Yeah. All right, so go so ahead. Back to, back all right, let's let's talk about the real Celtics, the current 2018-19 Celtics. I mean, what can we say? They're off to a disappointing start, you know, 10 and 10. They got a game going in like an hour, hour and a half to New Orleans. I mean, you always say on, on Instagram that you're not worried and that we're undefeated. But, like, what point do you believe we need to hit the panic button? Like, it's, at what point do you think? I mean, we're 20 games into the season. Right now is, like, where you should, like, be getting a good feel for the team. However, like... Hayward off the injury, in my head, I don't think he's 100%. No. What would you say? Not a 75? Maybe, yeah, 75, 80, whatever. But would you rather bench him and maybe the team does a little bit better or let him ease into the lineup? Like, I legitimately trust Brad Stevens. Like, people are pointing the finger at Brad. People are pointing the finger at, like, Danny, Danny, make a trade, blah, blah, blah. Me, I'm just like, let's coast. Let's chill. Like, we're making the playoffs no matter what. In in a seven-game series, I just don't see us losing to these teams. Obviously, we lose to the Knicks. I'm pissed. We lose to – we're not going to lose to the Pelicans tonight. <laughs> but No. 
we've had some trash ass losses. Like we lost to the Mavs. Yep. However, you put us in a seven game series with Milwaukee. We're not losing a seven game series. We might lose two games to them. We're not losing seven. You put us in a series with Philadelphia. We're not losing. I don't care about Jimmy Butler. I'll be there on Christmas. We're gonna be the Grinch. We're yep. stealing that win. I don't care. I'm telling you, playoffs is a different basketball game, and Brad Stevens has been doing this for a couple years now, where he literally like puts everything into the regular season, and then in the playoffs we've been disappointed in the past couple years. Last year we should have been into the finals, blah blah blah. This year maybe he's doing like a different approach. Obviously, ten and ten is it's absolutely trash. However. Maybe we're just chilling this regular season, and maybe we're going to be the four seed, whatever. And playoffs, that's when we're going balls to the wall, though. Yeah, I that, agree. That's a good little take right there. Yeah, no, totally. I like I, that. I, I agree with you that I don't think we should hit the panda button yet at all. You know, I think we, you said it best, um, play Hayward. Get him that first step back, back because that's what he's lacking. He's lacking that first, that first step, that explosiveness that is what made him so dominant in Utah. Um, like he he kind of looks nervous out there. Also. Oh yeah, like oh. which totally. Which if is I if I book my I did what he did, I would be very nervous yeah. also. Yeah, my, my thoughts is that I think Hayward needs all the confidence he can get. I mean, obviously it's too late to go back on benching him because I mean, obviously it already happened. But I just feel like benching him might not have been smart because then he might start getting getting in his own head. Like, oh, maybe I'm not good enough. I have to be better. Personally, I would have benched Jalen Brown. Um, I'm not really the biggest Jalen Brown supporter in the world from a player standpoint. Just I'm with you on that one. Um, I'm, with, I'm with you. But on that. I think you're right on the point that I don't really think anyone's going to beat us in a seven-game series. I'm giving the team 40 games before I really start freaking out, but I'm also like not extremely worried. I said before the season started, I'm giving it till Christmas. Okay. A lot of people say like the NBA season begins in Christmas. Yep. One of my biggest regrets this year, like I was literally going to post it. I. I want to kick myself because I didn't post it, but I wanted to say like everybody was like automatically giving the Celtics, oh, we're winning 60 games. Some people said like 67 games, whatever. Like I literally don't care about that. I didn't make any prediction on how many games, but I just felt like we were going to struggle. Like yeah. everybody just like automatically appointed us like Eastern Conference Finals, whatever. However... I just felt like it was going to take a while to like adjust, and obviously it has, but I didn't say it before the season, so yeah, no, I can't I, really say it now. You know? I fell onto the boat of me believing the Celtics would get 60-plus wins this year. You know, yeah. I, I was on that ba- that bandwagon. I thought for sure this would be it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just got to say, I underestimated it, like how hard it is to integrate an all-star into your system. Like, I'm, we're, we're, it's not like we're getting Hayward back. It, we had him for five minutes last year. It's literally like we just added another all-star caliber, caliber player to this team. Well, we, had, we added 75% of them right now. Well, yeah, that's fair enough. Track. But um, That's a good take. But, um, you know, I feel like that's also, like, a huge issue mm-hmm. is run the offense through him because Kyrie was running the show last year and then Tatum was a surprising blossom. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know. I feel like I feel like the players have thought that, have bought into that too. I feel like some of the, sometimes the players are like, we should be unreal because we're all these talented players on one team, and it's hurt them. They just haven't been tough. They haven't been the grinded out, gritty Celtics teams that we've seen recently. But they'll figure it out. They're too good not to figure it out. Yeah. And also, you're talking about Philadelphia. I think my take on them is that they're going to be so easy to guard on a play in a playoff series because 
you can literally sit in the paint with Ben Simmons at the three-point line and Markel Fultz, and you just have to guard three people. I think the Nets did that last night. Yeah. Did you guys yeah. 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 It's so disrespectful. I love it. It's so disrespectful. But I just think that we showed it happened last year. Ben Simmons scored what two points? Did he score two points in a game? Might have been one point. One I think point. it was one and last year in a playoff. Yep. Yeah, one, one point. Yeah, I mean it's just you literally just have to sit there and then just cover him when he um, drives to the paint. But I feel like they got to trade Fultz just for that reason. I'm branching off. I'm sorry, but <laughs> no, no. It, it just when they share the court and especially in a playoff setting, it's going to be very. I don't want to say easy to guard, but it's going to be easier. Right. That's just my take on it. Right. Totally. So, um, you know, we just talked about a lot about, like, what the Celtics, like, issues are in terms of, like, the team role and, like, where guys fit in. But do you think there's any, like, actual on-court issues that, like, we need to improve, like, in terms of actual basketball play? So, like, I'll be honest, like, I watch every game and then I watch it again. Right. And the second time I watch these games, like... I literally get even more mad than I watched like the yeah. first game. It's like talking the first to the mirror. Time. It really is. Bro, so <laughs> like I'm a loser, I have no life, but I like basketball a lot. So I watch these games and in my head I'm like, I'm not Brad Stevens, I'm not any coaching staff, blah mm-hmm. blah. But in my head, like I pick apart little things and like little flaws that I see, like our three point shooting is not what it was last year. Not even like close. it it really gets me mad, like we gotta drive a lot more. Like, I that is what it really it really hurts. Like I'm seeing like the same thing every yeah. game, every game. But I trust our coaching staff. Like I'm not waving any white flag yet. No. Like no, no. Like our coach like through an NBA season, I've I've looked this up in the past. Like they literally have like ten full practices a year in an NBA season. Like they have shoot arounds all the yeah. time. But full practices are very very limited so give the Celtics a couple full practices and I think Brad Stevens is gonna figure yeah, it Brad out. Brad knows how to make the, the most Bro, of those practices we always look like a different like, basketball team after every exactly. single one yep. he's gone um things that I noticed is that it's honestly it's simple we're just not hitting open shots that's really what it comes down to that is that's actually <laughs> a really good point yeah it's 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 silly like it just we're not hitting open shots and the league's becoming so much of a three-point league and I feel like you need to drive Jalen Brown, I keep grasping on Jalen Brown, but it's just he's been bad. He is someone who can he can drive for the hoop. Get the basket whenever he wants. Whenever he wants. And he's just not he's starting to figure it out, but it's just I feel like um Terry's taking a huge step back. I just feel like a lot of people have taken a step back rather than a step forward and collectively it's just screwing us. And I mean they're too good not I keep saying it, they're just too good to be bad. Right. You know, both of you guys kinda of touched on it, but um you know, I, I also just think it's, like, the mentality that we have. Like, we need to just be aggressive. Mm-hmm. Guys are just settling for the first good shot rather than waiting and using up some of that 24 seconds that we got for, an un- like, a great shot or a layup. You know, um, and I think that's what it comes down to. I think it's, it comes down to guys wanting to get theirs a little bit, you know, because keep in mind, like, Terry and Marcus are on expiring contracts, so. Marcus, Marcus Morris. 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 He's been great. He has been great. Really? We, have, we haven't talked about He's him. He's making money. He's the team. Money next we year. should talk about him. I, arguably. Team bully. Love our him. second best player. Uh, second, maybe our third best player. We could get away with that. For this season? Yeah. Maybe second, definitely like our third best player. I'll give you one thing though, Adam. He's been our most consistent player this year. Hell yeah. If you take away Kyrie's first five games. Kyrie, after he got a haircut, has been... <laughs> that is true. Haircut. It seems like that's all it yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. Thanks yeah. to you for trading him to me in fantasy. Oh, yeah. 
Still regret Adam. Um, but yeah, all right, fine. Who's your top five Celtics players this year? So far this season? Yeah. Has to be Kyrie 1. All right, yeah. Well, yes, it's Kyrie 1. I'm still putting Tatum at 2. Okay. I'm putting Morris at 3 for so far this season. Mm -hmm. I have a question. Yes. I don't want to interrupt. No, go nuts. Totally. Tatum, do you have any questions about him training with Kobe this summer? I was literally going to – yes, I do. It's talked about. I do. It's very well talked about. It's documented. He's he's looking – he's trying to be Kobe, and it's – so know. many long twos. It's so, well, earlier in the season, yeah, so it's many frustrating. long twos. I, I, yeah, it's. I mean, he's young. He's he young, young, so he's tw- yeah. I give him the benefit of the doubt. But and he was really, really good last year. He had all this hype around him. I mean, yeah, who's, who's not going to buy into their own hype a little bit? Who's not going to sit back and be like, you know what? I just worked my ass off this season. I'm, I'm. I mean, also, really I'll be good honest, at basketball. I'll but. be honest. Like, I don't really like to like say, oh, this guy's my favorite player on the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Right now, Tatum is my favorite player on the yeah. Celtics. Like, he's like. He's so fun to watch. He handles himself like he's been in the league 10 years. Like He's respectable, and I think he has a very bright future. He's a great kid. Hell, great exactly. Kid. Can't um, say enough good things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the thing on Tatum is also teams have had time to prepare on him. He came to the league. You're a rookie. I mean, you know sometimes like what you're going to get, but you don't like you didn't know what you were going to do with him. But keep going. Keep going on your thing. No, no, no. Kyrie, I said, Tatum. You said Kyrie, Tatum. Kyrie, Tatum, Morris. Uh-huh. And then, oh, here we go. This is where it gets tough. <laughs> I can't put Hayward in my top five for this season so far. And I also nope. can't put Brown in there. And I don't yeah. even think you could put the other starter in there. Horford? Hell no. I don't think so. I mean, it just... Yeah. Who else is left at this point? Robert, Robert Williams, maybe? <laughs> oh, shit. I actually um, think Shemi's been... Um, or not... Jesus, I, let me, let me I liked. I liked when they started him against um, Milwaukee. Yeah. I, like, predicted it in my head, like, before the game. I knew... Um, who was out that game? Who did oh, he start? Oh. He started in somebody's Brown place. or something, right? Or was, it, it, was it Hayward? It might have been a back-to-back. I'll look at it. It might have been Hayward. Either way... They started him against Milwaukee, and in the playoffs last year against Milwaukee, he shut down Giannis, and that's exactly what he did again. Right. And now he's, like, actually, like, this season, he's putting the ball on the floor a little bit. Something he's... about him that hurts him, his three-point shot is still not developing. No, it's, it's like really flat. 23% right now. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not ideal. Hell, yeah. He's, his arms are just... I, I just feel like his arms are too big. I feel like he's just like got too much muscle. Got some combat muscles. So you're, right. so you're just gonna go three and then call it three and then I'm wave not, the flag. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even. I, I can't. What, what about you? Are you are you the same in the same boat as that? Yeah, like I was just diagnosed it in my head as he was going through, and I uh-huh. really can't. We'll get back to this on the next time I'm on here. Yeah, right. we're definitely gonna have you back. Maybe post Christmas we'll come on get together. Of course. Hell yeah, like, of course. Or maybe uh, a pre playoff one. You, you bring us to a nice uh, steakhouse in Boston. I'll take us to McDonald's. We'll film a second go. podcast. Oh, yeah. Over that, that, that is I what's up. It. I love it. Um, uh, let's see. Who was out there? Jalen Brown was out the game. Semi started. He played 22 minutes and shot four for Not bad. I mean, I, I honestly, maybe Baines for thinking about it. That's actually not a bad pick. That's actually not bad either. I don't think that he's getting enough minutes. Like, even in those games where Brad, like, snuck him into the starting lineup, yeah. like, he was starting. Like, yeah, he was out there. But right. he was getting, like, 12 minutes. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's not starter it's, it's, minutes. He's becoming not unplayable, but Brad tends to favor Horford against, like, people not, like, say, Andre Drummond or, like, Nick Vucevic. More against people that are, like, who's, like, uh, maybe, like, Blake Griffin or something like that. It just, I don't know, it's more matchup-based with him, but Baines has been solid. He can't really complain. Mm-hmm. Hitting a few things. And another, another Celtic who I'm thinking of now has been pretty solid this year. 
Mathis, Marcus Smart. Hell yeah. Yeah. You can't complain. No. He gets a con- I mean, and I, now, like, I feel like, yes, you were just starting to say it. He yes. got his contract, and right. now I feel like he knows his role. Like, mm-hmm. the thing that I've always criticized Marcus about is him shooting too much and trying to, like, take over a game too much. Mm-hmm. I feel like now it's his fifth season. He's been in the league for a little bit. He, know, he knows. Season? Jesus. I know. Don't you feel old? That's, I'm old. <laughs> Jesus. But, yeah, you know, he's gotten his feel for the game, and now he understands what his role is. So have, he's been consistent. I have two quick questions. Yes, sir. It's been 20 games so far. Mm-hmm. I think that we could probably all agree, what was the best game of this season? Toronto. Toronto. Yes. That was my birthday. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. So that was a good game. That's awesome. What so far has been the absolute worst game this season? I'm, oh. I'm looking right now. Oh, my goodness. Um, Maybe, maybe the Knicks game we just lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that just built up frustration. I mean... I wasn't. Uh, I didn't see it live, but I mean, there were boos. I heard. Um, yeah, that's that's a very rare thing. Like, yeah, Boston is a loyal fan base. Yeah, but you give you like put a team like the Celtics on any team in the like any arena in the NBA uh-huh. as their home team, and their expectations are where they are. Uh-huh. You're probably getting booed if you're I, ten and ten. I think, especially lost like the Knicks. Mm-hmm. No offense to the Knicks, but like they're not anything special. The best players, Tim Hardaway, you'd probably be. Or seventh man, something like that. <laughs> but I feel like that was probably the worst one. Maybe the Denver game, Jamal Murray. That, that was, was awesome. that was so frustrating. What about I feel you? Like, I mean, honestly, I don't really have one. So I, th- I think this whole season has been pretty disappointing so far. But um, that stretch where he played Utah in a span of like ten days mm-hmm. and t- lost both, both games. Utah. Like I, I thought like the second one was yep. at home, and, and Brad and would like, figure it out, and maybe yeah, like, Hayward would come out with a little fire under him that he's going against his former team again. He's gonna have another chance to show. They got whacked, like showed up flat. Like, I think, I think that home right. Utah game for me was the most disappointing game of the season because I had such high expectations going into it, like for thinking me, Hayward would just. Yeah, for me, like the next game, like we came back in that game, so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't horrible. That Jazz game, like yeah, it sucked. But we were also going through a rough stretch already. Right. My, the worst game for me was that Magic game early, early in the season. season because we were still high. Like, we're high on life. Like, Celtics are going to the NBA Finals still. Now, like, we're just like, okay, we might lose every night. We don't know when we're going to win or when we're going to lose. But that Magic game, we're like, yeah, we're, go- we're going to the Garden. We're blowing these guys out. And we got our asses handed to us. Like, that was, like, the first straw of, like, many so far and it's gonna be a long season yeah I, I feel we'll like, see what happens though. I, I, I agree with that I feel like two like that that game got us a two and two and I mean in you're playing Philly Toronto New York and Orlando you should probably be three and one maybe four and oh in that and you get it was kind of like a dose of reality for what it's been so far if I remember right Jonathan Isaac had like the game of his life and Nick Vucevic oh, yeah. it's just been I don't know they went on a four game win streak after that which didn't hurt but it's just been there's just been so many glimpses, like glimmers of hope. Like there's been times where Kyrie's taken over the Toronto game. He literally yeah. took. You know, it reminded me of Isaiah's 52 point game. I don't want to compare Kyrie's superior than Isaiah. <laughs> I'm just saying. But come on now. There's just been times where we've we can't we let JJ Barea score like 25 points on us. I know. A couple nights ago, like it's not like. And Kemba Walker, yeah. second night, coming off of a 60-point game, then puts it, up 43 just, against him. Our inability to guard the number one player on the other team is, exactly is frustrating. Right. And 
it, it's just it's just been a common theme and obviously something that's gonna fix. Something that's gonna be have to be fixed. Um, all right. So I think you know it's been a good, well, let's, let's, a good forty-five minutes here. Uh, I think we should get one more question to wrap up the show. Uh, so you know you already talked about wanting to come back on sometime this season. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll give it till around the All-Star break, and we'll just leave it this. We'll go through the, down the line and each give a prediction of what our record's going to be by All-Star break. How many games is it? I need to know that. Yeah, right? I, I don't know that off the top of my head. All right, Adam, you just do a little estimate here. All right, let's say uh, 55 games. 55 games, okay. Let's say we go... I, 55 games. All right, I say... I say I mean, we're, we're, we'll see how accurate it is by the time uh, I don't even know we get you back this. on I, here. I can't even do this math right. Hold on. <laughs> I'd say after 55 games, and we're 10 and 10 right now. I'm going to say 32 and 23. 32 and 23. I say we go 22 and 13, until, theoretically, until All-Star break. Through 55 games is what I'm getting at here. I'm gonna go with 35 and 20. I was gonna say that. I think we get hot. You think we get hot? I think we get hot. Not even that. 25 and 10. But literally, like all these like trash teams are like shooting amazing against us. Mm-hmm. Like look at Dallas the other night. They were shooting crazy in the first half. Like it was unreal. And there's and no way teams can keep that up. It's not gonna happen every single time. I also I've said that like that crazy Knicks game. They were shooting their lights out. Blah blah. Like. I don't know. I feel like every team is so prepared against us, but it's not going to last. Like, I say this, bold prediction, Celtics don't lose more than 10 games until the All-Star game. Until the All-Star week. Whenever if it's 55. Yeah. If it's 55. Okay. We'll talk about that. Right. Not, not, I mean, I'm looking just briefly at our schedule ahead. We're facing like um, Cleveland twice, Chicago, the Knicks, the, uh, the Wizards, the Hawks. We're not facing... We're not facing the Warriors, and we're not facing the Memphis Grizzlies. That is true. Actually, we are facing the Grizzlies, but <laughs> we could take them. Yeah, I, it's just they've been hot though. They, they there's so many teams. Underrated team. There's so many teams that were that's upcoming that's just not that good. Teams that we should yeah, be. No, teams I totally we will be. You're right. I underestimated the schedule a little bit too. I forgot that some of our harder opponents are post All Star break. Um, you know, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm pumped. All I'm right. Pumped. We're going to wrap it up here. Oh, yeah, before we wrap up, is there anything you want to shout out? Or Honestly, I'm all set. I really appreciate linking up with you guys. I'm happy to spend the night with you guys. We're about to eat a nice-ass meal over oh, yeah. here. We're honored to have you on. We <laughs> hope you get, ba- we'll get back on. Recurring guest. Yes, Sounds sir. good. All right, thanks a lot, guys.